I'm Andrew. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, Andrew fails to solve an arg, and I tell him what he should have done instead. That's true. And this week, we are continuing our coverage of Crystor. We are in Crystor Part 2. But Marn, we're not recording from our usual locations in the Midwest, are we? That You're in the Midwest. I'm not in the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of realized as I was saying it. Old Marn wasn't in the Midwest. But where are, are you not now? <laughs> That's true. We are we are indeed recording this from the hell dimension. <laughs> this is Zorch. This is Zorchman and Zorch Andrew recording a backwards podcast in which we've already recorded this one. But now we're doing it again. We are now Argonauts with a Z. This <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Z stands for Zorch. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> so we recorded this episode once, and it was lost to the void. <laughs> <laughs> it was lost to the void. Uh, we bought new microphones to fix the issue that caused it. So it was a unsalvageable episode. <laughs> if you want to listen to something, but that it- means that our usual format of me knowing nothing and Marn telling me things for the first time is no longer true. Yep. So backwards ass argument. So we'll episode. see. <laughs> this is going to be a weird one. Uh, we'll kind of go through. We'll talk in detail and probably, I don't know, maybe talk a little bit more in depth than we did last time because we actually, I actually know what's coming. Um, we've had to do this before for the Dark Knight. And that one went okay, but it was also like the ending of an ARG and for an ARG that I knew the movie we were talking about. So this one might be a little weird. I am also kind of glad that we took a couple weeks off. We took like a month off after we lost uh, part two because it was... (laughs) It was like a three-hour recording, and then it got sent to the hell dimension where we are now trying to salvage it. <laughs> and we we found it after a month of searching and recording on other things. We have we've recovered this artifact from Zorch. We can bring it to you live. So, what do you say we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So, hell yeah. Do we want to? St- well, do we want to start off with? Uh, Questions that we've already answered to ourselves, but not to the audience? Yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) In that case, uh, on January 18th, the fucking Ratatouille wrote in and said, if you discovered a bunch of very similar alternate universes, what landmark would you want to be the distinguishing feature between them? This side has the Brooklyn Bridge, right? 
what would you what would you want it to be the golden Um, gate okay i legitimately don't remember what i answered to this the first time i think it would what would you what are you thinking first of march it's a new month it's a new uh new us uh, what do you, what is what does now Marn want to be the the differentiating monument? I think it would be very funny if um if the Washington Monument was a different shape in in every universe. <laughs> yeah, we got the round Washington Monument universe. Uh-huh. We've got the oval universe, which is kind of like the round universe, but not quite. Um, what do we call us? They're just like, yeah, we got Dick Universe over there. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one that's a giant statue of Washington that's still that size. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think uh, when we talked about it before, I think my answer that I came up with is that I want uh, different universes that are all the same, except the head of the person that is on the quarter is different. Um, oh, yeah, that's In really one good. universe. And it's just like... This universe, it is Dick Cheney, because it's Zorch, the worst hell universe. Uh, in this universe, it's in this universe, it's the same guy whose name I'm blinking on, but it's turned backwards. Um, it was it was Washington. Washington's on the quarter. I'm thinking of a half dollar for some reason. Yeah, Washington's head, but it's just turned backwards. Uh, another one, it's like Lincoln's on it still, but or you know Lincoln's on it, but he's also still in the penny, which is weird. I want, I want you pull out a quarter and they become collective collector's items. Oh yeah, that's fun. People argue about like if a left facing Washington is worth the same as a right facing <laughs> Washington. Yeah, still thinking about the round oh, yeah. Washington monument. <laughs> it's just a big sphere. Yeah. Is it still the same height? Or I is think it the so. same yeah. mass? No, I think Jesus, it's the same that thing height. is huge. <laughs> There has to be at least one <laughs> in that universe. Uh, the worst event that's ever happened is that some terrorist blew up one of the pedestals that holds it up, and oh that thing just started rolling. <laughs> like Indiana Jones. Destroys half the city by the time that it's done. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh Another question that comes in from Tired Lesbian and says, you have to fight your evil version from an alternate dimension. How do you do it? I just lose. Yeah, I, I would just lose. That's, that's I just, I know that uh, if I have to fight Knife Andrew, he's got the one up on me on account of the knives. Um, I, I just, you know, if I got to fight my evil version, they're going to win. They know my weak points. If you that had is... like a Vegeta scanner and you looked at me, I would light up like a Christmas tree of weak points. And he has access to all that information. That is true. And also your evil self would know how to destroy you emotionally. That's true. But I also, I feel like I also wouldn't take my evil self seriously because Mm. I don't take myself seriously. Not to make you my therapist, but like, (laughs) I feel like. I feel like Evil Andrew would say something, and I'd be like, yeah, but you're fucking me, okay? So, I'm, who cares? No, yeah, like, thinking about it, that makes so much sense, because I've, like, I've had so much experience, like, diffusing my own thoughts that I can be like, no, that's bullshit. Also, yeah, also, I feel like if if Evil Andrew wanted to use those things, like, shit, if, he, if Evil Andrew wanted to use 
that like my my emotional weaknesses against me that means he's got two options one is that he's inflicting self-harm while he's doing it because he has to acknowledge those himself so now we're both we both of us get the debuff uh-huh or Evil Andrew is the version of me that's worked through it and can now weaponize it against myself. Mm. And in that case, like, power to you, Evil Andrew. You go. Good job. <laughs> you Evil faced Andrew. your demons and came out on top. Evil Andrew went to therapy but became evil. Evil Andrew's the Andrew that went to therapy and was like, I'm going to take out other Andrews for real. <laughs> You go, Evil Andrew. I do love uh, the concept of going to therapy and still deciding to become evil. Yeah, he still has the mustache. Like, it's still... This is still Evil Andrew. He knows what he's <laughs> like, about. Like, you still make the conscious choice to become, like, a supervillain. <laughs> uh, we got another question that comes in from the writing ace and says, If you were in a room full of alternate versions of yourself from different dimensions... How well do you think you'd all get along? I think it depends how different the alternate universes are. I feel like if it's just a bunch of me's as I am now, we just like hold up quarters when we walk in the room and you're just like, oh, you've got a Sacagawea quarter. She gets a whole dollar here. Like if if that was if that was the only difference between us, I feel like we would just kind of sit in silence. and. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of people that want to like have a conversation with a clone or something like that about like, oh, we could drill down to the essence of the true self. But I just feel like that's the most boring conversation I could have. There is a really good, I'm going to send this to you because you'd probably love it. There's a really good science fiction novella that is about um, the author, Sarah Pinsker, writing from her own point of view. It's like a self-insert novella about she attends a convention full of alternate versions of herself and has to solve a murder mystery of herself. <laughs> it's really good. Hell yeah. It's it's called a and Hell then yeah. there were and N then minus the, one. Hell yeah. I will definitely include that in the show notes. Yeah, it's really good. I don't think that alternate version Andrews are murdering and solving each other's murders. I think that we're all sitting on the couch and being like, oh, y'all are in the same place as I am in Elden Ring? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Do you all want to watch me play it? Or no, you just want to go back and play it yourself? Yeah, no, I get that. Um, (laughs) Y'all want a Sprite? We got some. And I feel like that would be the, the conversation of the Andrews. Yeah. I feel like we'd all sit there and just like think of how weird this conversation could be if we were to start talking. So we'd sit in silence instead. No, I absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> and then evil Andrew would come in, uh, clear the room with a shout of some uh, deep rooted illness that he's he's worked his way past. And we'd be like, damn, you're the good Andrew now. You good job. Go take over the world. We found the stronger Andrew. We all we all get it. We all know what's up. I think that's it for questions. So, uh, Marn, do all eight of you and all 16 of me want to get into uh, talking about Crystor Part 2? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. In that case, what happened in Crystor Part 1? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you ask me this, Andrew? uh christ part one there are three i i can i can just i can just cut that if you want 
three universes. They're uh, distinguished by the colors of the Golden Gate Bridge. Our universes is red. There's also the green universe, which is very close to ours, but not quite. And there's the blue universe, which is completely diverged from ours. Um, right. The main thing about these is that uh, Nonchalance of the Jejun Institute and Crystar itself are very different in each one. Central figures of these universes are Wiley Herman, who is in one universe Octavio Coleman's son, in our universe Octavio Coleman's son, uh, who worked on a documentary about Octavio Coleman's life called Grandview Boulevard. There's also Sky, who is Wiley's daughter, who in our universe is a regular kid, in Green Universe is also a regular kid with who is like making films. And in the Blue Universe is a very young, brilliant scientist employed by Christor, Christor, however you want to pronounce it. Um, in both the Red and Green Universes, Wiley Herman is a filmmaker. In the Blue Universe, Wiley Herman is the CEO of Christor um, and completely diverged from his uh, ambitions to be a filmmaker and artist. Uh, there's also Vlad, who is a dog and spiritual guide. Um, Green Universe Vlad, who is called Glad. And Blue Universe Vlad, who is called Blad, who is working with the fourth secret yellow universe, which is called Zorch. Which is kind of like, oh my god, what the fuck is it called? Like, the zone where Superman puts all of his supervillains. The Phantom Zone! That's what it's called. <laughs> It's the Australia of dimensions. It's just where we ship all the criminals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm probably missing things. There's also Penelope Bright, who runs uh, Christor and updates the blog in the Green Universe. Um, and is in close contact with the, with the players from the Green Universe. Uh, the ARG kind of swaps randomly between these universes... Um, especially now that Dr. Sky Varels, uh, Blue Universe Sky, has gone traveling in between the universes in search of her missing grandmother uh, and is kind of lost in this dimension in between the universes where she can send uh, dreams to the skies of the other universes. I think right. that's all the important stuff. Uh, there's also Chris Torch, which is evil Zorch universe Christor. Mm -hmm. um they are trying to take over and or eliminate Christor, uh and they are run by evil alternate reality octavio coleman and they have enslaved these creatures called the kirin right okay uh and they are also deploying bees from zorch to sting people and thus uh, make them, like, sympathetic to the Zorch cause and, like, mind control them for Zorch. Yeah, they got, like, bees that have, like, Joker toxin in their stingers. Kind of? People get stung by the bees and they're just like, oh, I'm Zorchified now. I'm going to become the Zorch, Andrew. And then they grow the mustache and get over their trauma. So... From here, we've arrived at July 2020. Is this 
No, I was about to say, is this the most recent ARG that we've covered? But absolutely not. We covered Inscription, which was like October 2020. We just covered that one. And apparently it's coming back. So right on time, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, uh, there's like a second Inscription ARG that they're doing. Like it's running right now to like promote uh, Casey's mod. Christor, Mm -hmm. I think, also just kind of is very slowly booting back up again. Um, Right now? I think so. I've seen it's like, the Argonauts curse. I know. <laughs> I know like the people who uh, are involved with it kind of warned us that this was going to happen. They were like, yeah, this isn't like over. It's just on hiatus. All right. Well, now that we got we got Joker bees, we've got uh, Zorch. We've got three different versions of Ash. Uh, what do you say we get into July? Let's do it. OK, so. Uh, the last thing that happened is that we have met Yellow Universe Octavio Coleman, um, who is kind of like the evil like boss of Crystor. Um, on the 1st of July 2020, uh, the password for the Find Spencer blog page changed again uh, with the word containment as their clue. Uh, and so they went to the containment page where there was uh, a bee in containment from Zorch. They found that uh, the bee prisoner, BG, had escaped and put a butterfly in the jar. And then the words nonchalance discord appeared on the Fine Spencer page. And they were told by Glad, Green Vlad, that the bee was in the server. The Fine Spencer page then updated with a I symbol and the text 15 bee emoji bark. Uh, and 15, they realized, was the number of characters in the password that they were looking for. Okay, yeah. And so they noticed that Vlad, bad blue Vlad, uh, had reacted to specific users with B emojis and and number emojis back on June 28th during the initial B infestation. And if you took all of those Mm. posts that had been reacted to with a B and you took the characters that were indicated by the numbers, uh, you were able to get letters that spelled out containment fail. Uh, And from there, they found a new podcast by Embiggen, the podcast host who has been like hosting podcasts on the back end of the Fine Spencer website. And who was now under effect of the bee sting and advocating for full submission to Zorch. Okay, he's been he's been Zokerfied. Yeah. Zorcherfied. Uh, Zor- <laughs> he's going to become the Zorcher. <laughs> I like Zokerfied. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a user in the Discord whose name is Cromulent Word popped up and said, I'm definitely not going to admit that I have a close connection to Embiggen despite my handle, and I'm definitely not going to continue to lurk in the background enjoying the irony of the McCall's trilateral brotherhood. I will say that I am not a McCall for clarity's sake. And the Crystal Products page was uploaded, was updated with a chemical infusion bee tripper, which is just a smoke machine to uh, calm, calm down bees. Okay. So, cromulent word is definitely a plant, right? Uh, yes. Uh, cromulent word, I think, okay. is, is the same sort of situation as the guy from uh, New Newology Network, where it was, like, someone who is ostensibly, quote-unquote, uh, 
playing the arg, but it was like definitely run by. Sure, but uh, they're also the guy that's like, "Whoa, there's a there's a truck outside my house." <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the next super important thing that happened was that the Crystal blog page updated with a new blog entry from Penelope Bright from the Green Universe, uh, telling a story about her father, Wilbert Bright Esquire, taking her to a county fair where she met a woman in a booth who had, like, the original crystal, and she talks about, like, the Shalanta meter, um, that was, right. like, the beginning of Crystor, and she talks about, and uh, Penelope talks about the first time that she wielded the crystal, and knew that, like, if she really believed, she could, like, truly become Shalant and become someone important and magical, but the meter barely went up. And her father explained to her that it was like a lie and a trick. And then Penelope says, And yet years later, I would bear the crystal again and know that all these splendiferous lies were in fact true. And that was her little bedtime story that she tells. Okay. On July 3rd, there was a new Crystal blog entry uh, that appeared in a yellow font from Penelope. That describes a weird dream that she had. She says uh, that she had a restless night and she had the most vivid dreams. And she describes her dream that she was driving down a highway, uh, cruising past acres and acres of some kind of like fruit tree or vine. And the, the radio is like playing this very weird song about riding a demon current. And she says, okay. the strangest thing is that when I awoke, I looked online for the lyrics I could remember from the dream. And what I discovered chilled me to my very core. I somehow knew it was a message, a threat, not just to me, but to all of us. Lock your refrigerators, my loves. And hmm. the lyric, riding the demon current, is from a song called Surfing on the Planet Zorch. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember Surfing on the Planet Zorch. That is the... Uh... The wonderful song that uh, interrupted our theme song for this episode. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah! It is a real song. It's from. Uh, it predates this arg. It's from 1992, and it is from an album called "The Muted Monkey and the Surfers from Zorch." Hell yeah! <laughs> and it absolutely rips. Go listen to it. <laughs> Surfing on the planet Zorch. I'm going surfing on the planet Zorch. And on every website where the lyrics are supposed to to appear, uh, instead are the lyrics to a different song by the Meteors called Corpse Grinder. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember in the in the the comments on YouTube is a lot of people there's one person going like, what are the real lyrics? Because this is something that still hasn't been I guess, hot take, no one's really looking up the Meteors lyrics on Real Genius right now, so they just haven't fixed the the real lyrics of Surfing on the Planet Zorch yet. Yeah, we looked it up when we the first time we recorded this episode, and literally on every single lyric site, it is the wrong lyrics. It's like one of them put it up and the rest of them like scrubbed the wrong lyrics. Right. It's weird seeing like this kind of an artifact from an ARG, uh, normally 
we'll see the, like leftover websites and stuff like that that are owned by the creators or something along those lines um or like old unlisted youtube videos that we can find now uh, or you know find still but it's not often that we see like fragments of an ARG on websites that still exist and ostensibly still work for other purposes, you know, long after an ARG is not, I guess it's only been, it hasn't been super long. I guess 2020 is longer ago than I thought it was, but it's still <laughs> long after a thing ends. So I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. It's very funny to think that probably one of the creators discovered this like a while ago and then like, back filled it into the arg it was like huh how could i like put this weird thing that i've discovered into my arg and then they ended up with this like whole concept of zorch so you think that they saw oh weird there's uh they've got the wrong uh thing set up i should make an arg and use that in it you don't think that they changed it themselves i don't see how they can like i i don't See how they could have changed it and had it be on, like, every single website is a thing. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I would buy it if it was maybe just on, like, one lyrics website that the players were specifically directed to. But the fact that it's on every single website makes me think it's just, like, a weird thing that the creators discovered when they were looking up the song originally. And they were like, oh, like, here's a cool thing that we could incorporate in our ARG. <laughs> yeah that's fair i don't know maybe it happened the other way who's to say have <laughs> have i told you my uh new weird habit that i have I've, I've realized i've started becoming a bit of like a hoarder thinking oh maybe i could turn that into an arg clue oh i i also do that when it comes to like oh i could use this like for a puzzle or something yeah like i got a new wallet for christmas and i was just like ah i will keep my old busted up wallet in case I need an old busted up wallet prop for an ARG. I don't know. I just, I think it's kind of neat. People are just like, okay, let me lock away this information and maybe I'll use it in an ARG puzzle down the line. Yeah. I mean, you never, you literally never know. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, so the players found that the ostensible lyrics to surfing on the planet Zorich on every lyrics website had changed or had it like, recently changed but were these like deeply disturbing other lyrics <laughs> <laughs> that they had been told specifically to interpret as a threat <laughs> and the all of the dreams listed on the dreams page on the crystal site were now in yellow and Blad in the Discord taunted them for being unable to find the real lyrics to Surfing on the Planet Zorge and claimed that the, the spillover of the wrong lyrics was uh, a side effect of work that he is doing to bridge the Red Universe with Zorch. <laughs> okay. And Glad came in and expressed concern, told them that the butterfly uh, was in the containment jar of its own free will. And gave them a translation of a conversation between BG and the butterfly. Butter. Yeah, it's pretty nice. They have me doing, well, I probably shouldn't talk about it. Company policy and all. B. You have a company policy? They're over here working us to the bone, so to speak. Butter. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work, though. Wish I had more time to myself. But you know someone's gotta do it, and it might as well be me. B. 
Sounds like heaven. Do they whip you? They got little whips just for us. It'd be hilarious if I wasn't on the receiving end of it. Honestly, I let myself be captured just to get some reprieve. Gotta get the job done soon, though, before they get too mad. Butter. I know I could definitely go for a vacation. I know we need to do what we can to find Dr. Varel's. But even still, a vacation would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get that bread. Yeah. Uh, And so the the implication being sort of that uh, the butterfly had swapped into containment in order to get a vacation and, like, was now friends with Fiji. Um, (laughs) Glad also revealed that... Uh, a human once stepped on Blad's tail, contributing to his now nefarious ways. Okay. I like I, I like the concept that an evil dog's evil origin story is that a dog's is that a human stepped on his tail. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on July fourth, the insects of Christor had a little cookout. On the containment page. That's cute. I like this image. Yeah. They had a little... Like a butterflies. Got a little hummingbird. Got a little grill. The bee has escaped, which is, I'm sure, great. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then on July 5th, uh, the Crystal Products page updated with a bee butterfly interspecies translator that said, uh, be excited. Christor is proud to announce the launch of one of our most innovative products to date. The Christor Bee Butterfly Interspecies Translator, CBBIT, aka B2BT. Each CBBIT is custom built to fit your needs by a team of international mouse lemur scientists. Why mouse lemurs, you ask? Because a mouse lemur possesses the tiny hands that are essential to the production of these microtranslators. We are currently <laughs> unable to tell you exactly how it works. Because of an unforeseen event, the B2BT became our top priority, and our team was unable to finish the lever to human translator. <laughs> <laughs> and next to that was the Christorch logo, and so people went over to the Christorch page, and they found a new message from Blad that said, You can't stop the threading, uh, which is the threading of the two universes together. Okay. Um, the Crystor website was also updated with uh, it, a little section that collapsed so the history, archives, affiliate, surveillance, and containment sections, and it added a login page. Uh, some users got emails from Crystor Upper Management. Everyone who had applied to the Varels Bridge Society was accepted. Uh, they were given a link and a password to create an account on the Crystor login page and were warned to use absolute discretion and promised that they would receive physical artifacts relating to bridge flow. Okay. Uh, and they got access to the Varel's Bridge Society forum, uh, which had a welcome page with a little welcome message and a board page with a picture of Dr. Sky Varel's uh, holding a book called Latitude Tech. Latitude Tech, okay. On July 6th, the Christorch web address moved, and there were a couple updates to the site. The product page updated with four different masks. The Immortality Mask, a Primal Fear Mask, a Nightmare Fuel Mask, and a Speaker Horns Mask. <laughs> okay. Um... The Primal Fear Mask promotes fight-or-flight response. 
the immortality mask says slows aging process, but come on. <laughs> uh, nightmare fuel mask provides illusory form to the formless functions in liminal spaces only. Speaker horns mask. Seriously, your guess is as good as ours. <laughs> the password for the crystal surveillance page change and the map marker on the Grandview Boulevard uh, page of the Crystal site, which contains a sort of map with a bunch of different scenes from the nonchalant universe on it, uh, moved to a frame with some masks in it, and a clue appeared on the Crystal homepage that said, Iniquitous Ends Transaction Veil. Um, Iniquitous Ends, people figured out, referred to the Nefarious Ends referenced on the Crystal's promotions page, and the transaction veil specifically to Wiley Herman's PayPal account. Uh, you may remember from way, way back when we recorded part one, the Chris Torch promotions page has a thing where people could donate via PayPal to Chris store. Uh, right. And, and people, they would, they would insult you after yeah. <laughs> you made your donations. Mm-hmm. And they found out, and they figured out that some of the donations, because they they all come there, so all of the insults are public on the site, and they all have initials. Uh, they were able to figure out that some of them were Spencer McCall and some were Wiley Herman. Um, and so they figured out uh, that uh, transaction fail was a reference to Wiley Herman's PayPal account. Um, and then they realized that veil was a synonym for mask. Um, specifically the Primal Fear mask, um, but they didn't know what to do with that until they got guidance from Blad, surprisingly, leading them to the password Primal Sophism. Primal um, Sophism? Yes. That's funny. And they found that the surveillance page on Crystor was updated with videos and text depicting some different agents observing Wiley and Spencer McCall revealing that Father Coleman, who is uh, Zorch Octavio Coleman, gave a Kieran pelt to Spencer McCall. Okay. On July 7th, 2020, BG was recaptured, but Blad said that they gained another human as well and posted a image of a briefcase. BG turned back up on in the jar on the containment page, uh, with status recaptured, current status interrogation, and Vlad sent a message to the Discord that said, We lost a bee, but we gained another dumb human. Good trade, Bark. <laughs> on July 9th, for- the link to the forum appeared on the front page of the Crystor site. Um, and there was also a new page on the Crystorch site. Uh, a new page called LWAP, which redirects to the law firm site Lawyers with a Purpose. Okay. Who are uh, Chris Torch's legal team. Right. I think I remember this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're Lawyers with a f- Purpose and we fight for you. Our core values are truth and justice and we'll stand against anyone who stands in our way. I, I, I love how committed to the bit they are of being uh, all done in Wix Builder. I don't know if it's yeah. a. I should jump back. I don't know if it's like done as a bit, but I think that it's. It gives everything such a weird, connected, 
quality that it makes it really mm-hmm. fun to me. Just seeing every website's basically the same and looks kind of bad in the same way that all Wix sites mm-hmm, look kind of mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool to see them all connected that way. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and so, yeah, so on the uh, on the Our Associates page, um, the managing partner's face is obscured by this, like, giant yellow eye. Uh, Blad is also on the Associates page. He has a little bio that says, uh, LWAP's favorite animal mascot, Vladimir, helped calm our clients and help them and trust us, giving an even deeper connection than any mere human ever could. Recently promoted to head of maintenance, Vladimir goes above and be- below by cleaning the toilets, whole duty, eating scraps off the lunchroom floor, and performing rightfully thankless tasks. <laughs> Uh, they also have a little contact us section um, and a associate login page. Uh, and they also have a page marked as flow, which says, have you or a loved one recently been exposed to flow? Flow or flowing liminal obfuscation warping is the state between bridges when a person's mind is unable to perceive the true reality of their bridge. Their brain scattered as they experience all possible bridges at once. In this state, a mammalian mind is in multiple emotional states, often causing disorientation. The unexperienced or unprepared traveler, this could lead to chimeric interdimensional bridge trauma. Take our short test to find out if you have flow or CIBT. We will contact you with your results once they become available. And underneath is a series of like ink blot tests. Okay. There was also a cease and desist notice that appeared on the Crystor homepage. That was from the LWAP legal team uh, that said violation penal colony 59.1-03. To whom it may concern, it has come to our attention that your company, Crystor Inc., has utilized various assets belonging to Redacted without the express permission of Redacted. We are the proprietors of all copyright in various assets, the work. We had reserved all rights in the work, which was first published on April 1st, 2016. You neither requested nor received permission to use our work. Therefore, your unauthorized copying and use of our copyrighted work constitute copyright infringement in violation of the United States copyright laws. We hereby demand that you, within five days of this letter, remove all infringing content, destroy all physical and electronic copies, notify us in writing when these tasks have been completed, permanently cease the use, publication, and distribution of our copyrighted material, kneel before us in subservience. If you do not cease and desist within the above stated time period, we will be forced to take appropriate legal action against you, and we will seek all available damages and remedies. In dark sophism, LWAP legal team. I should include that on more legal notices that I sent. Not that <laughs> yeah. I send many, but I would send more if I knew that I could include uh, kneeling before Zod as one of my demands. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... The penal colony is also referenced in the in the Grandview Boulevard uh, film. The Crystal homepage later in the day on July 9th turned completely black and white. Hmm. Uh, it had very gradually, some of the images and such had been turning black and white, uh, but now the entire site was black and white. Okay. On July 10th, there was a new blog entry by Penelope Bright um, that said uh, that warned of the containment breach between universes um she said uh that the containment breach had not only been spreading throughout the red uh the green bridge universe but blue and red bridges as well um 
she said, we are bound together in a way that transcends time and space. I peered across bridges and witnessed the most incredible thing. On one bridge, I'm a retired children's book author living in Florida. Redbridge. On another, I'm a high school teacher unhappily married to the principal of Derry High, Bluebridge. Through the use of Bluebridge's CIBT, the transponder has allowed the three of us to become quite close. What I've discovered is remarkable. When I've shared certain memories from my childhood, Bluebridge Penelope has recalled those same memories as vivid dreams from her teens, which has often been followed by Redbridge Penelope showing us a children's book she wrote in adulthood that conveys the exact same impossibly shared experience. Thanks to Allison Buzzcock's Tribridge Initiative, I've been able to compile dozens and dozens of these tri- of these cross-bridge trifectas. In every single grouping, one person's memories are another person's dreams, are another person's art, are another person's memory, etc. The cycle repeats endlessly across all three bridges. So the events of a person's life in one bridge becomes the dreams of one of their other bridges' counterparts. Uh, like, it becomes... So, like... I don't have the actual chart in front of me, but like basically green bridges, reality becomes red bridges, dreams. And then red bridges, reality becomes like blue bridges entertainment. And so there's a cycle between all three that kind of braids together between everyone. Yes. Yep. Like exactly okay. that. Yes. <laughs> so like in one universe, Ichiro Oda lives as a mangaka writing the longest pirate manga of all time. In a different universe, he is a strange pirate man going on an adventure. And in a third universe, he's been having the weirdest, most fucked up dreams for about 40, uh, 20 years now. Is that basically how it works out? Yes, and I think you literally used the same analogy the first time we did this. I know, that's because it's good. And no one got to hear it but you. Not out here wasting my similes. Yeah, but like pre- pretty much exactly that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so the bridge, uh, the bridges between the universe are breaking down. Penelope has made this great, exciting discovery about dream triangulation between the universe, and she she tells the players that it is absolutely crucial that they pay attention to their dreams in the coming days in hopes of helping to bring Sky Varel's home from the space between the universe. Okay. Yeah, so Sky did we talk about this before? Is Sky did Sky get lost in the last episode or in the lost episode? In the last episode. Okay. And now we're trying to bring her home. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so we we are trying to bring Sky home before Zorch opens the path between Zorch and the Red Universe and, like, in so damages all of the the other bridges between the universes critically. Sure. Okay. Cool. So, yes. So, that is is where we are. And Red Sky tweeted about having a nightmare about eggs. Green Sky finished a movie about eggs. And Dr. Sky Varels tweeted out uh, a yellow heart emoji and an egg emoji. Sort of like giving an example of Penelope Bright's triangulation theory. Okay. And someone in the Discord, unrelated to all of this, someone in the Discord was able to find the uncensored photo of uh, the LWAP uh, managing partner who oh. 
they found was an actor who played another version of Octavio Coleman in the Dispatches from Elsewhere show. Okay, is the implication of this... Should we assume that this is Coleman or that this is the actor? Because there is an actor that played Coleman in one of the other universes. So otherwise I'd be like, ah, yes, Coleman's here. Yeah, so it may just be that this guy is like the founding, like this actor specifically is the managing partner or like alternate universe Coleman is the managing partner, but also... Uh Evil Octavio Coleman already exists in Zorch, so who's to say, really? Gotcha. There's a lot of Octavio Colemans out there, basically. (laughs) (laughs) We get more Colemans per Coleman. Because we've also got Zorch Coleman, who's a a weird, uh, evil Steve Irwin for Kieran's, so... Yes. Yeah, there's, there's Zorch Coleman... There's Red Universe Coleman, who is, uh, like, the Jejun Institute ARG version of Octavio Coleman. There's... One of them is, like, very close to the new Newology network, Octavio Coleman. That might be Green Universe. Um, and then Blue Universe. Uh, like, the actor who played Octavio Coleman in the Jejun Institute ARG... Like, sort of fills his role. <laughs> I think that's right. I'm not looking at the universe chart right now. I don't, like, have it pulled up in front of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, between recordings in the in the month since we recorded the last one, I had to take down my murder board with all the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the twine mixed between people. So, haven't been able to piece that back together quite yet. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, so so that happened. Uh, the containment tab on the Crystal page also updated with a couple things. Um, first and foremost, BG escaped again, uh, and there was a new transcript of a of a conversation between BG and Butter F, the butterfly, uh, which said, "Butter, why'd you do it? How many humans did you sting?" B, I told you I need to follow orders. Butter, I thought we were cool. I thought we reached an understanding. B, don't be like that. You know they make you do some things you don't want to as well. It's all part of the job. Silence for one minute. At this point, agents entered containment area to discover both BG and Butter F missing. Butter F now considered a rogue agent. Okay. And inside BG's containment jar uh, was a note with a quote from the political activist Mario Savio's Bodies Upon the Gears speech. Uh, which was there's a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious makes you so sick at heart that you can't even take part you can't even passively take part and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels upon the levers upon all the apparatus and you've got to make it stop and you've got to indicate to the people who run it to the people who own it that unless you're free the machine will be prevented from working at all i'm gonna be real i don't give a shit about any of the universes the thing that I care about is these little minion bees coming together and unionizing in their minionhood. Uh, oh, I their dominion, if you will. I, 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 I love all of this. I want m- more of this. Less of. In the red universe, I eat apples, but in the green universe, I eat pears. Let me write a long-winded essay about it. 
I wholeheartedly agree. I love the BG subplot. It's really good. <laughs> uh, hell um, yeah. Butter Butter F and BG. That's the end game couple. Yeah. Uh the other thing they that got and added all of the... their brethren. <laughs> yeah. So there was one more thing added to the containment page, uh, which was a interrogation at a cry store location of an intern who had accidentally published Discord users' uh, personal information. Um, Ooh. Uh, with intern ZZYZX. Uh, and the interrogation was Agent Um5. There's a big red button that says Forum Launch. You have to remove the cover to even press the button. You released our members' private information. Of course we're going to think you're an agent of Zorge. Intern ZZYZX. Look, I don't know what to tell you. I was having my lunch and I decided to play with the cover. Was it dumb? In retrospect, yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Agent, o- Agent ORPCTI. I can attest that ZZYZX can indeed be very dumb. Intern, thank you. At least someone believes me. Agent um 5 Look, we need to do our due diligence here. We don't want to have to deal with another security breach. I'm going to need you to step into the redacted and measure your residual bridge flow for any trace of Zorch. Intern, can I at least finish my sandwich first? Silence for five seconds. Agents, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Confirmation of traces of Zorch on intern ZZYZX matching BG's signature. Agent um Umtu note. BG must have gotten ZZYZX during transfer to JAR days prior. Holding ZZYZX until further notice. Okay. So we know that a Chrysler intern has been infected with Zorch bees. He's got Zorched. He's becoming the Zorchler, whatever we called it. <laughs> Become Zokerfied. Becoming Zokerfied. <laughs> oh. Uh, on. July 12th, a bee appeared alongside a new dream on the Crystal Dreams page that people thought was from Sky. Uh, it talks about, so her, her first dream, which we talked about in part one, uh, was uh-huh. about like her being lost in this like weird wilderness and like seeing the reflection of her grandmother that might have also been her. Right. Um, this one says that she saw her grandmother's reflection again, but this time she was young and beautiful. When I said hello, she simply smiled back. It was me. I don't remember much more than my name, but now I have a face. And she meets these two people in her dream, uh, the scowl and the dog. She says the scowl was sharpening something against a wet stone. He's so familiar to me, frightening yet somehow comforting. I stayed low in the underbrush and followed them further downstream. They entered a clearing, and then I saw it. The end. A white wall as high as the sky. Endless, boundless, forever tall. The scowl removed a small chisel and mallet from his white coat, as white as the dog's fur, and began to chip away at the end. Uh, and he makes this hole in the end, and a and light comes through it, uh, and then a herd of Kirin come crashing onto the scene and pursue these characters who sky calls the scowl and the dog uh and she approaches the end and touches it and she says it wasn't a wall at all no a membrane paper thin and almost translucent i peered through the small blue crack and i saw a city street or wasn't an alley 
Dirty, littered with trash, devoid of people. No, an old man, sleeping against a wall, long beard and a floppy hat. I know him, at least I think I do. He's holding a cardboard sign. Change. Wait, do you hear that? Thunderstorm. No, buzzing. Buzzing? Um, oh yeah, you got those bees. Yeah. Uh, and concurrent with this, uh, Glad says that he has detected Sky's location and asks the uh, players to meet him in the voice channel of the Discord uh, the next day. And Hell yeah. Blue, Blue Sky, Dr. Sky Varels, tweeted out tomorrow. Let's find our girl. Let's bring her home. Yeah. On July 13th, a lot happened, says this outline. <laughs> Dort Leitner, evil Spencer McCall, uh, stopped by to talk to the Discord and tell them how awesome they were. Uh, a new user, Upper Management, joined the Discord and was revealed to be Blue Universe Wiley Buzzcock, who is the, I think, the CEO of Crystor. He's like the head of the whole operation of the Blue Universe. Uh, and he's also still Sky's dad. Um, and he is popping in now to talk to the players of the Discord and to lead the search party for his daughter, Sky, And he tells the players that Crystal Blue received some images of art that have high bridge flow energy. And using Penelope's triangulation method, they were able to locate the image's origin to be a mural at Halleck Alley in San Francisco. And... They send Red Wiley and Green Wiley, Wiley Herman and Wiley Bucket, to investigate the alley in their respective universes. Okay. Um, Christor Blue was able to trace Sky's location to a liminal space in Zorch. Um, and they found that Sky had aged 7,192 Zorch cycles, which is equal to 19.7 Earth years. Jesus. Uh, she was chased by a knight who was attacked by Red Vlad, uh, our universe's Vlad, um, and then Blue Wiley joined the voice call. Okay. And asked uh, users to submit their bridge flow pieces there. They were each told to recreate a part of the mural, um, and they activated Crystor's like transdimensional universe mural portal by basically like recreating it uh user by user and it was like pieced together in this video that was sent um like everyone was assigned a specific panel of the mural to recreate um and so they made their own version someone noticed that in the original photo of the mural there they had been given there was a cardboard sign that said change and they also found uh from blue wiley's instruction that on the containment page, there were new videos of Red Wiley and Green Wiley investigating their respective alleys. Red Wiley was accosted by an LWAP lawyer at the red version of the alley mural and find and found a sign that said change in red. Uh, he also found text below the mural that said SV71417 and said right place, wrong time. So okay. we know that that Sky was there mm -hmm. uh, at the mural, but three years earlier. Got you. Okay. So she was she was spat out of Zorch in the Red Universe, but in 2017 instead of 2020. Okay. And then slurp back up between worlds? 
So they found okay. her, but but she's in our universe instead of the universe that she's supposed to be in, the blue universe. Okay. Okay. Got you. So she went from the blue universe to like a weird pocket dimension in Zorch and then got spat back out in Red Universe. And Green Wily goes to the alley in the Green Universe and only finds a sign that says change in green. Okay. Blue Wily tells the players that Sky has been temporally displaced uh, in her Twitter updates to have images from uh, the film Aurora that was hosted on the Chris Orch site and the Halleck Alley mural. Uh, and she tweeted about it being the fifth anniversary of her cognitive relapse. Okay. She said, Tomorrow's the fifth anniversary of what my therapist calls my cognitive lapse. Haven't been back to Halleck since 2017 to leave my annual mark for the old man. Maybe it's healthy. My new family seems to think so. Move on, they say. Still. Okay. Uh, Red Sky tweeted about the debut of her father Wiley's new film. And Green Sky tweeted about another mural by the same artist who created the Halleck Alley one. Neat. Okay. Uh, Wiley directed the Discord folks to the Crystor homepage saying that they had found Sky. Uh, and they found a video that uh, told a Latitude Society style fable. About Sky Varelsa's induction into the Latitude Society. Okay. This feels like I know Christor is kind of fan fiction for nonchalance, but this is like making fanfic where your fanfic character is like, also they were part of this show too. <laughs> yeah. Also they were there. All of this, this happened after that's... my character left the Kanaha Ninja Corps. Like also, she traveled back in time so that she could be at this other arc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she was in the Latitude Society, too. Yes. And she had a really big falling out and wrote a article for The Verge about it. So, Yeah. Uh, a couple of other things happened. Uh, the legal notice on the Crystal homepage updated to... Include a little message from Jeff Hall uh, that basically is like, hey, like, New Newology Network and, like, Christor and uh, all of the stuff associated with it are, like, not mine. Um, like, other people made these independently, but uh, I'm glad that you're all coming along on this journey. <laughs> Sky was not part of Latitude Society. I don't claim responsible of it. <laughs> We did not slurp her into the dimension between worlds in age or 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, July 14th, In Bright Axiom was formally released. Upper management, the, the Discord account that was being used by Blue Wiley, sent a video of his travels north to deliver an Abraxas stone to Discord user Duckworth in his universe. Um, in our universe, the Red universe, uh, Discord user Duckworth was sent an entire box of uh, of nonchalance goodies. Ooh. Including... Nonchalance uh, some... snacks. Yeah, nonchalance snacks. Uh, including some some cool artifacts from uh, Jejun Institute and uh, the Latitude Society. Cool. Yeah. 
July 15th, mostly out-of-game uh, stuff happened. Uh, they had an Embraer Axiom watch party in the Discord. Jeff Hall hung out and answered some nonchalance-related questions. Blue Wiley also dropped by and talked a little bit about uh, Jejun Institute characters in the different universes and revealed that uh, Commander 14 from Jejun Institute, the, uh, the like pirate radio announcer also exists in the green universe but is called corporal 13 okay so just just a little trivia on july 16th uh the containment page updated with the halleck alley mural video of all of the community drawn alley pieces being pieced together into one uh transdimensional mural uh, upper management told the Discord that they were assembling Butter Team Bravo for counterinsurgency. <laughs> God. I love them all. Vlad revealed to the players that Zorch has their own portals in San Francisco. Okay. And sent a video of a mural across the street from the Halleck Alley one. That had uh, bees and butterflies on it. And said that they had found Blue Sky and would get to her before Crystor did. Okay. Do we know why people want Sky so much? Um, Is there a particular reason? Or is it just she's the one that was between so we can grab her? I would hazard a guess that... It's because in the blue universe, she's like the heir to Crystor and is like this like brilliant young inventor who's like inventing ways to travel between the universes. Okay, cool. Yeah, that checks out. That is my hypothesis. Makes sense. On July 17th, the Crystor front page was locked by a peaceful protest by Butter F and BG, uh, who were seen on the front page. Holding tiny signs that said, Occupy Crystor and Make Honey Not War. God, okay. New text appeared on the Crystor homepage that said, Death to BG, Where's the Key, Bark. And uh, the Crystor archives were locked. There was a clue on the front page that said, Subversives P254 Extreme. Googling that, uh, you the top hit, or the top Google search hit for Subversives book, led players to a book called Subversives, the FBI's War on Student Radicals and Reagan's Rise to Power. And on page 254, they found a passage about Mario Savio, uh, who had already been referenced by Butter F and BG. And the word immediately after extreme was abridgment, which they found as the password. The map in the Chris Storch archives page uh, had been updated with a message from lower management that said, BG has gone rogue. Possibly conspiring yeah. with filthy butters. Hell yeah. both on site. I mean, hell no, but get them, BG and Butter F. <laughs> also on the archive page, they found a key hidden behind a photo of Vlad. Um, you remember last time they were able to find some hidden stuff on the site by going uh, into like inspect element and like removing photos so they did that to right. a photo of, of vlad and they found a key behind it <laughs> okay cool and they were told by upper management that that gave them a bargaining chip 
Upper management also posted BG and Butter F's demands, the elsewhere conventions. <laughs> I think I remember this one. Hell yeah. yeah. Which is a 52 item long list of demands. It's incredible. Uh, which include protections for murder hornet brutality, healthcare benefits, particularly for prevention of colony collapse disorder. Honeypot Pension and Rothbridge IRA Injured Insect Retirement Account. <laughs> Allowed I do like uh, 46 is two tickets to a Dolly Parton concert. <laughs> uh, they um, want 7,192 ounces of nectar, 7,192 ounces of honey, uh, and a Spotify Premium Duo account. Yeah. Uh, they want um, uh, allow and recognize the establishment of the Union of Arthropod Workers with collective bargaining rights, redistribution of Zorch nefarious ends funds to dubious possibilities funds. <laughs> um, prices prices on Zorch to prices on Zorch products to be more accessible. Crystal products need to list release dates rather than simply claiming they exist. <laughs> <laughs> an immediate end. To, so, uh, less importantly, they want uh, an immediate end to all ongoing conflicts between Crystor and Crystorch. Uh, more importantly, they do want a two-night stay at any executive inn and suites near Pigeon Ford, Tennessee, with a single bed. So, my ship's coming true, y'all. They also want a letter of apology from Jerry Seinfeld for B-Movie, <laughs> a crossword puzzle book. <laughs> Honestly, me too. Access to the Chrysler Christort shared Netflix account. <laughs> Slam Poetry Tuesdays. And Acknowledgement of Pride Month, or at least a performative rainbow logo change. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that we uh want... we never we we well never mind. They also want mandatory attendance to their improv show. <laughs> Anything but that. I will give you how long is this list? Fifty two. I will give you fifty one. Uh, I cannot give you mandatory attendance to an improv show. <laughs> I've been too. I I've been part of too many bad improv shows, and I've been too too many bad improv shows to to agree to that. Is what I will cut that conversation down <laughs> to because I forgot how to talk at the end there. I think I would go to BG and Butter F's improv show. <laughs> I I think I I believe in them. I I love them, but I I love them, but I can't. I can't. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> Mr. Incredible Voice. I can't do I can't lose this again. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> On July 18th, uh, upper management informed the Discord that negotiations were continuing with BG and Butter F. Uh, and they said that an agreement had been reached with the Cosmic Hole to donate a portion of its consumption to charities of their choosing. Uh, and a channel was created for people of the Discord to determine a charity for the whole money to be donated to. Okay. 
this is the the classic hole is the the like PayPal that people were donating to to be insulted. <laughs> um, so basically, they were like, "Yeah, half of like some of the funds for that are gonna go to charity <laughs> and not just like into a PayPal account." On July nineteenth, Upper Management announced that negotiations had come to a close with both Christor and Christorch making some uncomfortable compromises. Uh, the Christor site had multiple updates. All of the text on the homepage background had changed to pink, and a multicolored bridge was now present. Ooh. We got the uh, rainbow yeah. bridge to Asgard. Yeah. Sorry. This is the uh, the, the half-assed corporate color change attempt. <laughs> it's their late pride month. Yeah, they're just like, whatever, we changed the color of the bridge. Here you go. <laughs> Hope all you LQ whatevers are happy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, a link to the LWAP site also appeared uh, on the new page, uh, as well as a fan-made recap video. There was a new blog entry by Penelope that described the uh, disappearance or reappearance of her daughter, Charlotte. She said, uh, the results of Sky Burrell's unexpected return to to Redbridge 2015 have reminded me once again that not only are our lives intertwined across multiple bridges, but that cycles and events tend to repeat themselves. And she talks about how in the mid-1980s, her daughter Charlotte was nine. She went out uh, of the house to buy ice cream from the ice cream truck and vanished. Eyewitness account said that the truck's logo was a blue jar or vessel of some kind, and Penelope convinced herself that Octavio Coleman was behind it. Um mm. Penelope then uh, started to research with Christor and found in her research that uh, Charlotte began to crop up everywhere, uh, just like surges of signals from her uh, saying like, I'm okay, mom. I love you, mom. Sky is here. And she would get these regular message from Charlotte. Um, And then in the early 2000s, Charlotte reappeared and she was 20 years old. Instead of eight, um, mm-hmm. she had jumped in age, and uh, Penelope was able to meet her again and uh, and hear her her stories from between the universes. Okay, so this is a fairly common occurrence. I don't know about fairly common, but it is like Charlotte and uh, Sky Varels like have very similar experiences okay. that are like echoed between the universes. Okay, but if I had a nickel for every time, I'd have at least two nickels. Yeah, yeah you'd have at least two nickels. <laughs> okay, okay. The history page on Christor uh, had been updated with the list of elsewhere convention demands, and a note that said, following a 40-hour lock-in protest led by rogue Christor surveillance drone Butter F and rogue Zorch infiltration drone BG, the following demands were settled out of court. Oh, good. That always ends well. <laughs> Certain unfortunate compromises were made by both parties in smaller text. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't agree uh, to the uh, to the truce, but they did agree to all the Dolly Parton related stuff. So yeah, all exactly. in all, a win for the birds and the bees. Yeah. The Crystal product page updated with uh, release dates for each product as specified in the Elsewhere Convention. And a mouse lemur to human translator that said 
Have you ever wanted to talk to a mouse lemur? Our team of scientists have finally finished their translator. What do you, what does it do, you ask? It translates from mouse lemur to American English. That's it. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little image that says, mouse lemur to human translator. It's for you. We already speak human. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dummies, we made you this. We can do it ourselves, but you all can't. So here you go. Um, the Zorch page also updated with text from Blad that said, A truce is like a human's life. Temporary. Bark. Uh, nefarious ends <laughs> had indeed changed to dubious possibilities. Okay. And the product page reduced the price of multiple items from $17,192 to $1,719.02. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Hull also gifted the server with uh, the Latitude, an encyclopedic book of knowledge, uh, which was like the lore Bible for the Latitude Society, basically. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. That PDF link works in the, uh, in the doc. Um, we can probably add yeah, it in the Yeah, I'm show looking notes. at that right now. Cool. Yeah, it's like, it's 37 pages. Uh, it goes over, like, the entire Latitude Society, and it has, like, a bunch of, like, like, the, the four central tenets of the Latitude Society, uh, the origins and history of the Latitude Society, um, and just, like, what they believe and uh, how they operate and pretty much everything. I've read a little bit of it. It's pretty interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Vlad, on July 20th, posted a goodbye message to the Discord server that said, Humans, greetings from elsewhere. I miss you all, but have much work to do here. Upper management and Glad Dog will take good care of you. Before we part, I have one thing to say, and then a picture of, of Vlad digging a hole. <laughs> uh, the password for the surveillance page on Crystal changed, and the Grandview Boulevard page map marker moved to a panel that showed uh, Wiley and the Latitude Society slide uh, that people slid down in the Latitude Society building. A clue to the new password appeared on the Crystal homepage that said Vlad's final two bones. And they found hmm. that Vlad had left two bone reacts on two different Discord users' posts about their spiritual advisor pets who were named Albert and Leggery. Um, and okay. the password was solved to be Albert Leggery. Cool. And they were treated to a video of Wiley going down the Latitude Society slide and text that said, final transmission received, Operation Latitude. Okay. And there was an announcement. So the esteemed guest, your invitation to your free screening of Grandview Boulevard will be sent shortly in radiant dictum, upper management. Okay. Cromulent Word, uh, the Discord plant, <laughs> received right? a package and said... It moved on its own a little bit. Ooh, okay. Uh, it was a package that said the Latitude Society on top of it. Uh, and upper management <laughs> posted Seattle contact confirmed in response to this. Okay. What was in the box? 
Primulet word did not tell us what's in the box. They don't tell you what's in the box? Apparently. They're definitely a plant. Look, they're definitely a plant. If they were a player, there would have been 18 blurry pictures of half of the things in the box within the first minute. I will say, ARC players take pictures of clues like they're Bigfoot. So, like, there would have been some pictures up. I know that much to be sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, there would have been, like, an, a whole whole ass unboxing video. <laughs> <sighs> uh, on July 21st, they got a audio message from Corporal 13 uh, saying that he was broadcasting cryptic radio from Greenbridge on behalf of the Viral Bridge Society uh, and referenced insouciance and insouciance, uh, which were a synonym of nonchalance. Glad commented on uh, Agent... O-R-P-C-T-I in the green universe, being a mysterious new agent of Crystor. Apparently, uh, blue agent O-R-P-C-T-I has been to space, uh, and green O-R-P-C-T-I was jealous. <laughs> the note from Jeff Hall on the Crystor homepage disappeared, and the Grandview Boulevard uh, map in the Crystor archives was updated with new screenshots from the movie. On July 23rd, upper management announced that the first shipment of nonchalance artifacts had shipped out to uh, Varel's Bridge Society members. The Discord server had a Q&A session with Jeff Hall and Stuart Leitner. Uh, and upper management posted a photo of Wiley and Spencer McCall together. Okay. On July 24th, 2020, a user by the name of Sky V. I wonder who that could be, posted in the forum about an air kith called an apiad, which is just a bee. There are drawings in this in this post. Apiads appear similar to earth bees. However, they are much larger, more intelligent, and generally more friendly. Okay. Um, and it goes on to describe these apiads and their rich cultural history of communication. Um, their conlang that melds highly artistic dance and high-precision echolocation. It, it says they sound very similar to human-made drones, and they can also inject a victim with a psychotropic drug. Yeah, the... the, the j j I tried to say Joker juice, but then uh -huh. I tried to do, like... You know how you call things that are made out of denim? You call it, like... Look at my Jane Boy DS with my yes. denim yep. cover. So I tried to say <laughs> J juice yep. for Joker juice, and it didn't yep. quite work out. But anyways, the bees got the Z juice. Yep, the Zorch juice. The Zeus? The Zeus? No, that's the just Zeus. a dude. But Sky also says that uh, it's rare that they inject people with this drug, uh, and it's said to only happen with APIs that have been that have been uh, under duress with their hive threat. Please don't take pictures of my bees injecting people with juice. They only do that when they're scared. Exactly. Bees only do this when they're very stressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a symptom of Zabus. <laughs> the password for the Find Spencer page changed again. And a photo with uh, Wiley and Spencer superimposed onto it appeared on the page with the text Red Bridge Location. And people found that in the closing credits to the short film Aurora, 
there was a special thanks to the Theater in the Woods. Okay. Which is a real theater, which is managed by the Atmos Theater. And so they found that the password was Atmos Theater. There is a new podcast called Chrysler Presents the NI. Uh, and Biggin had switched to, had sort of switched over to preaching subservience to Christor uh, and being like hugely allegiant to Christor uh, and was now interviewing Spencer McCall. Okay. There is, oh boy, there's a separate doc that I should have had open most of this time that has transcripts for all of the Embiggen stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, we'll definitely include that in the show notes. Yeah, I will uh, shoot you a link to it. I just have to bookmark it. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's Embiggen. He talks to Wiley about how cool and good loyalty to Christor is. Um, and then he talks to Spencer. If I'm okay, yeah, this is this is the one where like he's talking to Spencer Recall, but it's like very clearly like audio of Spencer Recall spliced in from somewhere else. <laughs> and it's like Spencer, subservience to Christor is a beautiful thing, right? And begin. Oh yes, Spencer. Those words you said are very real and true. I'm glad you said them, and you definitely are here and safe under the warm embrace of Christor. Nothing for <laughs> anyone to worry about. No need to seek him out any further. Because <laughs> uh, oh. he says he says that uh, Christor would like me to address all the questions and rumors that Spencer recall is somewhere else that he is perhaps some sort of prisoner or in another dimension which is absolutely ridiculous in fact I have him here right now <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, it's him on like, a different microphone yeah. and clearly outside like hey I'm Spencer McCall <laughs> yeah taken from a Q&A session or something from before <laughs> that's really funny it's really good Oh boy. Uh on July twenty fifth, uh, a little text box appeared on the containment page on the Christor site detailing the different Wileys search for Sky, saying we recently was began receiving mysterious images on our transponders here on blue. They appeared to be random works of art from an unknown origin. Analyzing each image we found them to be overflowing with bridge flow energy. Using Penelope Bright's interpretive dream triangulation techniques across all three bridges, we were able to narrow the image's origin to a single location in San Francisco, California. Unfortunately, we're dealing with a cross-stitch inversion bridge thread here, so we're sending upper management from both green and red bridge to the location as we speak. So just like a little recap of the, of the mission to find Sky. Okay. On July 26th, people started receiving their nonchalance artifacts in the mail, and Glad introduced the server to a new spiritual advisor, his colleague, Zoe Coleman, who is also a dog. <laughs> there was a new tab called Artifacts uh, added under the Crystal Products page on July 27th. And on July 28th, Sky posted a drawing of a sea kith, which is very clearly a sea slug saying that they live in the deep sea in the dark spaces around sea vents and subsist on plankton and other small creatures. They have a rich language of bioluminescent signaling. <laughs> a rich tapestry. Yeah. 
on July 29th, upper management said in the Discord, uh, every interview in Inbright Axiom was filmed in a location with significant ties to Jejun, the Latitude, or in two cases, Grandview Boulevard. Glad mentioned that three of the Latitude members interviewed in Inbright Axiom took the ghost train, which I... This outline does not make it super clear exactly what the ghost train is, but I was led to believe through context clues in reading this that it was some other kind of immersive experience that happened. I'm pretty sure the ghost train is what you get to suplex in Final Fantasy VI. That is also true, yeah. Okay. Cromulent Word said that he would finally get to meet upper management and asked if anyone had any special requests or questions that he should share in person. Uh, Cromulent Word's going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Never meet anyone named upper management. He was asked not to bring recording devices and said he had a vested interest in figuring out what the heck was actually happening with him Bigum. Okay. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> I love it when Args Sorry, you're going on the ghost train. <laughs> we gotta start using going on the ghost train as a euphemism for dead. I think we could really make that one take off. I think we could we could make it keep going. Yeah, I think that we could yeah. All aboard, choo choo, you're dead. We gotta we gotta start using it like how mobsters use like sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> He's taking hey, a ride son, on the I'm ghost train. on the ghost train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, boss. I just gotta say he's taking a first class ticket on the locomotive. <laughs> Doctor Sky Blue Sky also tweeted. Uh, anyone else wake up with a blinding headache this morning? There's something strange in the air, like a signal just under the surface. Guess that would make it in the water. Fam said ignore it and go back to sleep, so I did. On July 30th, Penelope put up a new blog entry describing her recent trip to San Francisco, where she caught up with her friends Fred, Pete, and Simon, and Simon presented her with a copy of Octavio Coleman's journal describing uh, his early life, his relationship with his parents, and moving to Chicago to join the performing arts. Cool. On July 31st, a new painting appeared on the LWAP homepage painted by their employee, Anthony Schulman, uh, and all users who had su- submitted a flow form to LWAP received an identical response. It said, hello, this email is a follow-up to the flow test you provided uh, for us on our LWAP webpage. Well, we were very interested in the answers you had provided. You have failed spectacularly. Below, we have provided your results in order of the images viewed. If you are wise, you will not fail our practice again. And Neil and Cesarians to us as Zorch. Our advertisers would like to thank you for your personal information. In Dark Sophism, Anthony Schulman, Head of Marketing and Public Relations. One, unintelligent. Two, weirdo. Three, why did you even bother? Four, substandard. Five, this one was the worst. Seven, incorrect. Eight, unsuitable. Nine, injudicious. Ten, flawed. Eleven, unacceptable. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I uh, had a number of tests in college that I got back with the uh, with the note. A lot of these questions, answers were uh, very interesting, but wrong. <laughs> Did you get a lot of tests back that said you will not fail us again and kneel in subservience to us and Zorch? Yeah, I got one from the dean that said that if I didn't shape up, she'd just put me on the ghost train. I didn't know what that meant until just now. 
And so, so people noticed that uh, six was missing from the list of responses that everyone got. And uh, Anthe Schulman from LLAP joined the Discord server and told the players that she was very disappointed uh, that many of them had failed to scan the images for their proper meaning, especially images six through 11. Uh, and she also said that she would be monitoring them on the server and that blot number six required the most attention. Uh, she also said that her painting... Uh, that was shown on the homepage was a work in progress and that the final image would be finished soon. Okay. She also showed her official papers, which were just a still from one of Wiley Herman's other movies, which were in a different language that upper management provided a link to documentation on. Uh, It was a fake language that was made up for the sci-fi movie that Wiley Herman made and upper management provided the basically development document on this like fake sci-fi language that was made up for the movie. Uh, And players were able to use the development document to decode the screen cap that basically just like told them what the little business card in the screen cap said. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which was just like, it was like a thumbprint and it says like, place them here. And so it's like your aptitude, your desire, your personality test. Gotcha. That's um, like the fields on the, on the ID. Um, upper management also told people that bee encounters have been changing people's tones and that any unpleasant encounters with bees or butterflies should be reported. <laughs> okay. On August 1st, there was a community Q&A event announced with former Latitude Society members who had experienced the ghost train. Uh, Upper management popped into the Discord and made reference to Zorch court steganography proceedings consisting of ink blots and that they needed help deciphering them. Zorch only replied that the B is a key. Okay. Uh, Christor also had intercepted an internal LWAP memo. Uh, that said, 2AS reflow test. Hey, dum-dum, you put the boss's top secret private one in with the rest. Are you a secret crystal agent? Maybe if we ignore it, then they won't notice. Bad human, bark. If you're a secret crystal agent, you have to tell us. <laughs> or it's entrapment. Or it's entrapment, yeah. People in the Discord then discovered that they could run the inkblots through a steganography decoder. And inkblots 6 through 11 had words encoded in them, which were culpa, paterfamilias, ines, infinitum, integro, caveat, temptor. And they found that culpa was the password to the LWAP associates page, which had updates for associates on it. They had found that if you clicked on the managing partner, like the the eye covering the managing partner, uh, you could get to like a little secret associates update page that was password protected and it had a bulletin board and a couple items posted on it um an ad for nudson dairy products which when you clicked it revealed another password protected page and a little lwap logo that took you back to the home page okay on august 2nd 2020 a lot happened Oh, yeah. uh, glad told players to head over to the operations page on the crystal site where they then received a recording from Corporal 13 saying that he was attempting to retrieve Imbigan, who is in possession of sensitive Christor information and had left behind clues to lead 
people to him. Players were instructed to call the corporal at the Crystal store number uh, that they had received lo- a long, long time ago that had been sort of updating with like various greetings and such. Um, and they had to enter a specific code to connect with the corporal. Um, and once they did that, they were prompted for the name of a business associated with a series of murals. Um, and using Google Maps, they were able to find all of these locations. Uh, the last one of which was across the street from where the Latitude Society was located. Once they had gotten all seven locations, they got a new recording and text on the operations page instructing them to call the number back and enter a different code where they were able to talk live to Corporal 13. Cool. They also got another clue from Embiggen, which was in Sanskrit on the operations page, which translated to tiny.cc. Um, so they knew that they were looking for a tiny CC URL. Gotcha. Uh, and then a symbol of a hand and a image of a phone over top of a crystal. And people realized that in the first recording they got of Corporal 13, you could hear him dialing a number. Um, and so they decoded the dial tones that were in that recording and they were able to call the crystal number and enter that number that they had heard on the recording. Um, and a message played only once. And they, and, Damn, okay. Uh, green Agent ORPCTI determined that there was a kill switch that erased the message after it was heard once. Um, but the agent was able to recover it and send it to the rest of the players. Uh, it was a message from Embiggen, who instructed the players to enter a series of numbers. Once players did that into the, the phone line, they got the theme of the podcast of Embiggen's podcast played, and they heard a series of numbers being read off. Okay. Uh, they realized that the numbers were also number stations. Um, hmm. which they had, uh, someone in the discord had already, uh, been talking about number stations and noting, uh, similarity between one of Embiggen's podcast episodes and a different number station. Uh, Cromulent Word also agreed that they were similar and provided a website where people could look up number stations. Um, <laughs> hello, fellow kids. I also like number stations. Here's a site to decode them. <laughs> they then discovered... That the URL was tiny.cc slash EO5Cynthia, uh, which was an, the name of a number station that they had been talking about, uh, which led to a po- a new podcast by Embiggen. Embiggen basically says, like, hey, uh, I am recording this as the sole passenger on a Lockheed Jetstar. Uh, Christor has, like, a weird abundance of, like, dated jets like hovercrafts and other vehicles and upper management is so paranoid that they've removed all means by which to track their own inventory uh it's assumed Hmm. when someone is trusted enough to gain access to these vehicles that they would only use them for crystal related purposes and to be perfectly honest i am the the middle of all sorts of crystal related purposes (laughs) (laughs) um and megan also says that he doesn't want uh crystal to find the broadcast uh, he has figured out how they were tracking him for so long um, and why 
His every move and every previous attempt at issuing what he thought were anonymous podcasts had failed. Perhaps because you were hiding them behind a password-protected page on a Wix site, my friend. (laughs) It would appear that my enemies have looked up the Who Is data on my recent (laughs) podcast. This is a hearty blow to my plans. Um, Anyways, check out Squarespace and use the code. (laughs) Use the code (laughs) Ibigan. Sorry, this is a different universe. This is round space now. Round space. What's, uh, what is, uh, wait, is this another universe? No, this this is our universe. We're we're good. It's still Squarespace. Oh, okay. It's still Squarespace. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about we're to say what's like what's evil blue apron. <laughs> <laughs> Take out my green smock code and get forty percent off your first order. <laughs> universe where the only thing that's different is the color of apron. <laughs> <laughs> It's a universe where uh, all tech companies are just, uh, it's still like a mismatch of uh, of letters, but it's all four, na- uh, four vowels that come together to make your your uh, your company name. Uh, I just got hired to work QA for IU, um, so I'm really excited to start there. The health benefits are really nice, and uh, you know, it's tech, so the pay is choice. Oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, so Embiggen's uh, like, hey, like this podcast episode is only going to be up for one day, uh, after which point I'm going to delete it so Christor can't find me. For people confused about where my, my true allegiances lie, I don't really know. I've never been under the beasting thrall. That was a clever ruse that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get into the inner workings of Christor. And... And then he's like, well, once I get through customs, I'm going to put together some more, like, recordings that I want to share, mostly, like, from upper management, and I will, uh, I will share that with you, um, and now I'm going to, like, play a couple of conversations that, like, I was forbidden from including in my previous podcast, and so he plays a conversation that he had with Wiley, uh, where Wiley says, uh, just between you and me, I need you to get as close to Spencer as you can. I think he's up to something. We've got him on lockdown, so he's not going anywhere. But he might open up to you and trust you with information via electronic communique. Let me know the second he tells you anything. Okay. Um, and the second conversation is a conversation that he had with Spencer McCall. It was a phone call that he had with Spencer... Uh, he says, I had to e- edit this into the official Christor podcast in a way that would make sure they would think that I was just keeping tabs on Spencer, that I wasn't getting too much information, or that there wasn't any danger that I'd have, I've uncovered. So he reveals <laughs> that like the audio clips that he had of Spencer were from an actual phone conversation that he had, but it was like a completely <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> uh, Spencer says, dude, between you and me, don't get too close to Wiley or Octavio, or I'll be taking legal action. And uh, and Biggin talks about like a mysterious accident befalling upper management. Spencer says, like, well, those are your words, not mine. Uh, Spencer <laughs> says, 
Spencer says, I need you to come to Frankfurt. Uh, and Vegas says, Frankfurt, Germany? And Spencer, yeah, that Frankfurt. I need you to take my place here for just a second. You'll love it. You're going to have to stay underground and hit a button every hour and a half, but you'll be helping me. So that helps Christor. Hell yeah. I love Lost. <laughs> I love Lost. Uh, and Vegas says, so there we have it. A few conversations, a few players who each think I'm working for them, keeping the other in my sights and moving their chess pieces around the board. And now I'm 80 feet underground in another country in what can only be described as a small underground bunker in an abandoned part of Germany. Spencer <laughs> literally left the four-inch thick steel door wide open with a post-it note on it that says, Smell you later, Spence. <laughs> uh, and then Biggin says that he found a wall safe. Uh, that the combination was the third most obvious set of numbers, the date of Spencer's first kiss in a European country. Um, and the safe had two objects in it. Uh, one was a mechanical device, and the other was a single-sheet document uh, that said, Date redacted, title, contact number A3L-74.198769. Following rendezvous with redacted, obtain schematics for something called a CIBT preliminary reading, Obtain schematics for something called a CABT. Preliminary reading shows possibility of connecting with other parallel dimensions, henceforth called bridges. Also provided paper titled Interpretive Dream Triangulation. Contact Redacted promising more schematics in the future. When asked about compensation, Redacted simply said, Our, respected, our respective objectives line up nicely, followed by what sounded like a bark. Recommend continuing product development and monitoring ALAs and test subjects despite advancements made. Uh, there's also a note section that says, I still do not trust Redacted, but what they currently have provided for us in just a short amount of time has put us leaps and bounds beyond where we currently are. We've always known dreams are vastly more important than most assume, but we never thought that they could lead to an explanation of Liebitz's work, even though it raises more questions than answers. Susan. Huh. So, uh, Ambigan has been stuck, stuck in a bunker, in a bunker. doing a, doing a, doing a hatch, doing a hatch. I do like that. They were just like, I asked them about compensation and they replied, uh, lol, followed it up with Lamau. So hopefully they get that worked out. <laughs> I do love that Spencer's entire plan to like get out of the crystal bunker or whatever was just like to call a big and be like i need to show you something in frankfurt and then, and then just like left it's the world's most extensive uh cask of amontilladoing someone it's really funny. just like hey come over here i've got something really cool to show you in my country and he's like okay i guess i'll fly to europe <laughs> like, I oh what's like, down here in this basement okay I guess I'll go to this bunker in Frankfurt that you've told me to go to. <laughs> For the love of God, Spencer Hall. <laughs> or Spencer Hall. Imagine if the guy in Cask of Amontillado had said, smell you later. <laughs> I feel, I feel that only would have improved the, <laughs> the story. Quoth the raven. <laughs> Smell you Smell later. You later. <laughs> That's what Poe's missing in his stories. 
I agree. More people saying smell you later. More people are saying this lately. Edgar Allan Poe is at its best when it sounds like it's written by Gary Oak. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) (sighs) Smell you later, Mark. What's up next? So, Crimulent Word had uh, his meeting with upper management. He checked in with the Discord people said, I'm seeking out my own expert assistance to help me track down a big and I have no nefarious plans, just want to make sure someone has his back. And a user in the Discord asked, just out of curiosity, do you not trust that Wiley would have a Biggin's best interest in mind? And Crimulent Word said, I just had a very strange meeting with upper management, so I don't know what's going on. There is certainly more than meets the eye, but I don't know the whole story yet. Despite a relatively informed and well-natured meeting with upper management earlier today, I fear that Biggin's actions have now pa- painted a target of suspicion on me, which I find most distasteful. I told him a long time ago that I would prefer to be left out of his theories and extracurricular activities. Although he has been fairly straightforward on not engaging me directly in his recent activities, I feel like I'm being watched now. Or perhaps hmm. I'm just being paranoid. How do I even know with whom I can share information anymore? Who do you all trust? Is it Chris or Bust? The spiritual advisors seem to have good intentions, at least two-thirds of them. Wiley seems pretty straightforward and a good guy. Spencer seems particularly shady. If I share information on the main Discord chats, will upper management be privy of that information? He also asked, um, is upper management more than one person, or is it just Wiley? And a Discord user Hmm. says, as far as we're aware, there's likely more than one person, but Wiley is the only one that's interacted with us on Discord through the upper management account. Okay. Cronulant Word also described uh, his specific meeting with upper management said that Wiley wanted to present him with artifacts from the Jejun Institute and Latitude Society uh, and that he had to remind Wiley that he had in fact been a part of the Latitude Society. <laughs> uh, he revealed that Mbigan was his brother and had been his ascendant into the Latitude Society. Wiley said that he had shipped a box of artifacts to Cromulent Word's house just a week or two ago, which was the answer to the mysterious package that Cromulent Word uh, said in the Discord that he had received. Wiley said that Crystal was good and they had been making breakthroughs in a new type of transportation system that required absolute trust and cooperation between the occupants to pilot. I love Pacific Rim. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Carmelant Word also said that he had met up with Embiggen earlier that morning who had concerns about being tracked. Trilent Word wondered if Mbigan was using something to bend time and distance to travel across the world in a much faster time than what would be normal. Okay. Elsewhere, not literally in the physical elsewhere, just elsewhere in this arg, Guy posted a drawing of the latitude slide in the forum. Neat. Yeah. Um, On August 3rd, Upper management intercepted a transmission from Zorch, revealing that they were counterfeiting users' art for profit and smuggling codes transdimensionally. Um, hmm. And he provided the Discord with the counterfeited mural piece, which people were able to find two hidden words in, uh, Gesso and Haltrian. Gesso is a type of paint primer, that uh, the creator of that specific piece of the mural had used to make it. Haltrian is a fictional holiday the Discord had come up with, which was 
described as the night before all triangles day marked by intoxication and trying to cut things into right angled triangles okay uh upper management mentioned the clues leading to confusion and that they might lead to unlocking the acquisitions page on the lot site uh, and also referenced base 64 an image also appeared on the Crystor operations page uh, that was just the Veralsk Bridge Society logo and a message that said standby. Okay. On August 4th, Cromulent Word shared a train schedule from Embiggen's personal archives showing that Embiggen had departed on a train from Emeryville to Portland and had scheduled a return ticket from Portland to Emeryville two days later. Hmm. Okay. A player in the Discord noticed that a one of the ink blots on the LLAP updates page, um, there was a specific ink blot that uh, highlighted, if you double clicked on the page, had a GUID. I remember we talked about this last time because you had to explain to me what a GUID is. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a, uh, basically a really precise form of id that you can give something while programming they're made randomly or at least randomly enough that basically more guids exist than like stars in the universe so when you randomly assign something a guid you can like be pretty mathematically certain that nothing else in your database at the very least but probably nothing else as a whole uh contains that same guid so it's a very, if you're going for randomness at scale, it is a way to identify specific things while also making sure you're not running into anything else. We use them a lot in tech. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so they found that uh, that specific ink plot on the site was like the only thing on the site uh, that had a GUID. They found that they could translate it into Base64, um, which revealed the text that said, the good he didn't. Okay. And... Someone recognized this as a Voltaire quote. They found that the password to the LWAP acquisitions page was Voltaire. Uh, On the acquisitions page, they found four videos, uh, plus a graph of liminal bridge flow siphoning across the universes. um, Across the blue, red, and green uh, bridge universes. The four videos were... A scene from Dispatches from Elsewhere marked as Acquired Lost. A scene from uh, an infomercial or a Zorch version of an infomercial that Red Wiley had made um, describing (laughs) how to siphon bridge flow that was marked as uh, Pending. A clip from Aurora that was marked as Acquired Lost. And uh, the Kieran training video that we talked about in part one uh, that was marked as breeding. Upper management also popped into the Discord saying that they had learned of a recently discovered podcast and asked for users to share it. Um, It's the Argonauts podcast. Y'all can share it and uh, rate and review on whatever your podcatcher of choice is. Yeah. Uh, Gotta get that ad in somewhere, Marn. Go ahead. Uh, the server decided to make a fake podcast to throw upper management off Embiggen's trail. Uh, they found out that Cromulent Word and Embiggen were actually twins, 
And so they had Cromulent Word help them by recording a podcast episode impersonating Invigand, saying that he was in Peru. Okay. I like the idea of making a fake podcast episode. That's really fun. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, so he he recorded like a very short fake episode of the podcast that was like, I'm being chased by Chrysler because like I have information that damaging to them because I was I was helping uh, keep tabs on this like nefarious character Spencer McCall and I got information that I shouldn't have and now the agents of Chrysler are are after me um, <laughs> and so I'm running to Peru uh, to be safe there. Okay. Uh, and he he's like I'm gonna. Like use the 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 slide in the uh, in the latitude society to like help me cross the bridges and like fast travel to Peru. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, and so they're able to throw upper management off in Biggin's trail. They also get pictures uh, of Spencer from the set of dispatches from elsewhere from upper management in which Spencer McCall is dressed as a bellhop on the set of Dispatches from Elsewhere. Okay. Um, on August 5th, 2020, the fake podcast is sent to Upper Management, who says that it's very helpful. Uh, there was a live stream of Grandview Boulevard with commentary by Wiley and Spencer. Upper Management changed their handle to Wiley H for a moment and kind of stepped out of character to address the server like out of character is the real Wiley Herman saying like, Hey, thank you all for like participating in this thing. Like I feel incredibly connected to like the Shishun Institute and dispatches from elsewhere. And I'm like very honored to like help do this thing. And thank you for like letting this like weird project of ours live. And I'm grateful to every single one of you. That's really sweet. Yeah. It's really nice. On August 6th, uh, users were able to click on a little watch film button on next to the Grandview Boulevard poster on the Crystal Affiliates page and watch the film. It led them to a new page where they could just uh, watch the movie. Um, cool. Wiley returned his handle, his, uh, handle on the Discord to upper management. Uh, and there was a live stream of Grandview Boulevard sponsored by Christor. On That's August cool. 11th, there was a new Penelope blog entry that said, uh, Gentle reader, upper management has informed us that they have had to depart for Germany to handle some wayward affairs. I wonder what could be in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says, it is uncertain how long they will be away, but in their absence, I have been entrusted with the upper management of Christor. If you have any needs in the meantime, as usual, you can address them to upper management in whatever media form you communicate. I may also use this opportunity to indulge in some more personal contact and discussion with our beloved active members on the server and to find out more about this Varel's Bridge Society and their exciting operations. Hmm. Okay. Uh, she, she also talks about that she has been getting more sleep and having these fantastic dreams. She talks specifically about uh, dreaming of the Red Universe, even though she's not... She doesn't know that's what it is. She says, I dreamt I was in a city, but due to a plague, everyone was staying indoors. <laughs> Weird. Couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. <laughs> and there's a little photo showing uh, Penelope looking at Guy's illustration of the latitude slide on her laptop. 
with a, a little book that has an image of a, a restore invention in it. Uh, and then Penelope joined the server under the upper management handle. So Penelope yeah. is joining and taking on the name upper management, which is the name that Wiley used to have, but yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same account. It is. So upper management is is just an account like used by various management people in Crystor. Um, okay. So Blue Wiley originally was communicating with players through the account, um, and now it's Green Bridge Universe Penelope. Okay, and Wiley spun off their account into their own account. Wiley has in like in character gone to Germany to check on some crystal stuff. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So Penelope joins the server uh, under the upper management handle. She starts chatting with the players uh, and reveals some new information. Uh, she says that information has not been crossing between dimensions recently. Uh, she mentions Denise L. Herzing, a dolphin researcher, uh, she says her daughter Charlotte might be in Chicago. Uh, she says flow is currently at baseline levels and encourages everyone to maintain it while uh, upper management proper was away. She And she talks more about her dreams of the Red Bridge universe. Glad also visits the server to tell everyone that Penelope uh, will be answering questions during upper management absence. Zoe, who is Glad's like colleague from Red Bridge universe, who is also a dog, uh, visits okay. and says that that Blad has lost his way. Okay. On August twelfth, new dial options are added to the Crystal phone line. Uh, they are one history, two products, three leave a message, four supplicants, five woof bark, and six complaints. Um, <laughs> five has two messages consisting of barks and woofs uh, that decode to Vlad, how are you, and I heart VBS. Every time the Sarg talks about VBS, my first thought is Vacation Bible School. The, like, <laughs> summer programs that churches put on. I know, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> on August 13th, Zoe popped into the Discord again and said that it was rare for advisors, uh, meaning people's pets, to return home before the need for them was filled. Her and Glad told memories of their first homes, and she said that the paths between the worlds had been disappearing. Um, on August 15th, uh, Penelope stopped by to chat with players about uh, the Circus Hall of Fame and dispatches from elsewhere in the Greenbridge universe. Uh, she said that bridge tears had caused the show to be in flux, and the setting of uh, dispatches from elsewhere in her universe had changed from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh to Penn State to Puxatawney and inexplicably once Centralia in the early 1960s. Huh. This the same Centralia that's been on fire for decades? Yeah. I do okay. think the, the notion of like watching a TV show, but like time and space are unraveling a little bit around it and like it it keeps changing from week to week are very funny <laughs> it's just it's like you're just watching concept. days of our lives and at one point you're just like huh this is all new cast but okay yeah <laughs> like 
just the concept of like fucking like watching Seinfeld or something and like it changes from like being in New York to like being a completely different state <laughs> between the episodes. <laughs> um, Have you on seen the, August... uh, the posts that go around? Uh, uh, Trans Seinfeld is officially canon <laughs> in Crystal Inc. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Have you seen that Casey Green comic? Um... That's like a surrealist like Seinfeld thing where they all turn into owls. No. Hold on. <laughs> I think it's a yeah yeah it's a Casey Green it's a gun show comic called Kramer is an owl. <laughs> I love gun show. Oh boy. Oh man. So uh so yeah, so so on on August nineteenth, uh Sky posts in the uh forum a drawing of a land kith called a Misa, uh which um Glad and Zoe had talked about uh a couple days previous. Uh they mentioned that some Misas could navigate uh bridges between their worlds and ours. Um, Misas, according to Sky's uh, drawings, are monkeys. Um, okay. She calls them monkey-like creatures. They are playful, chaotic, and full of energies, manageable in numbers less than one. Well, what creature's more monkey-like than a monkey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zoe also mentions another spiritual advisor that she was friends with named Sergeant. Penelope stopped by to talk about TV shows and movies and also bridge research. And Cromulent Word dropped by, talking about how he and Embiggen are dimensional brothers, saying that Embiggen approached him years ago about bridges and dimensional hopping, and Embiggen had also mentioned other brothers and alternate methods used for crossing dimensions. Cromulent says that Red Bridge is the only dimension that he's been to. Okay. On August 20th, 2020... Dort Leitner dropped the original screenplay for The Esquire, which I believe is another Octavio Coleman-related screenplay. There's a lot of Octavio Coleman-related films in this arg. Um, <laughs> Zoe talked a little bit about uh, Advisor to Human Communication, said that her favorite color was Iridescent Magenta, and said she is loyal to people and worthy causes, not corporations. Penelope popped in to talk about Octavio and share an image of a top-secret Crystor hovercraft. Hell yeah. Love a good hovercraft. Love a hovercraft. On August 21st, uh, Cromulent Word posted a Craigslist ad to try and get in contact with Embiggen. <laughs> okay. There's a Craigslist ad that said, A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man, Albuquerque, seeking to find a misplaced artifact misplaced about six years ago. Recent happenings have brought forth need for the reconciliation of the triad. Only the true founder will reply to this message. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. Prominently yours, Larum Ipsum. Okay. Um, and so he posted that onto Craigslist and waited. And the next day, he received a notable response to his ad, which was an email that said, Are you sure you want to open the store? If the answer is yes, follow protocol. 2308 UTC, uh, which was August 23rd, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, uh, and it was signed as Hans S. 
a banner with the new Newology Network logo also appeared at the bottom of the LWAP homepage. It linked to the website of the organization Demand Protest, which is an organization that I think exists in-universe in Dispatches from Elsewhere and is run by a character named Dom Talipso, who is played by Spencer McCall. Okay. Uh, Demand Protests site says, We assemble movements from grassroots organizations to advocacy groups. We seed the narratives and gather the audience you desire. When your strategy demands paid protests, we organize, we organize and bring it to life. And Demand Protest is basically like a organization that like seeds audiences and like small protest groups that become like the seed of like bigger genuine protest movements. Okay. Uh, their page says, when you need the appearance of outrage, we are able to deliver it at scale while keeping your repu- reputation intact. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's literal crisis actors. Uh-huh. <laughs> their site says that they they provide demonstrations, movements, intelligence training, recruitment, directed action, and deniability. Okay. And they have a little contact section where you can call their phone number or email them or just uh, leave them a little message. Um, nice. On August 23rd, there is a new blog entry by Penelope describing Octavio Coleman's belief that he could travel to a dream realm, a liminal Ooh. dimension outside of time and space where chaos and creativity often battle for supremacy. Uh, which he called his paradise. Is this just like between worlds? Yes. Uh, he believed that it was accessible via the subconscious, but there was also a way to physically transport there. Okay. And she mentions that Charlotte called it the Cyan Bridge. She also says, Okay. Uh, in, the, in the Green Bridge universe, uh, Octavia Coleman owned a small theater chain spanning the US and Canada that had locations in San Francisco Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, and Toronto. Um, And he called the theaters his memory palaces. Um, And she mentions that every theater he owned is fitted with the same chandelier. And she says that the theaters are present on multiple bridges and are connected in a most particular and fascinating way. As a wise wolf once said, a slide can be a bridge. So that's (laughs) referencing that like the Latitude Society slide is in one of those theaters um sure and apparently can connect to the other bridges she also posted a couple photos of the theaters a video of octavia coleman and also sky's little drawing of the slide in the latitude society building showing the slide going from the red bridge universe to the green bridge universe and it also has a little diagram of the control room with, like, buttons for red, yellow, blue, and green. Hmm. Okay. On August 24th, 2020, the Crystar website changed and suggested that players had jumped to the Cyan Bridge universe. Okay. The Golden Gate Bridge on the site had changed to a gif of an undulating human head. Huh. Folks, you'll love to see it. Love it when a human uh, head undulates. Yeah. Top 10 things a-, <laughs> a human head can do. There is also a new page called Fables, 
um, that had uh, photos of Greco-Roman busts on it. Uh, it had a link to an audio recording describing Charlotte's disappearance uh, and possible enslavement by uh, Zorch Octavio Coleman. Uh, it had a link to an earlier version of the Esquire screenplay. And it also had a string of letters that appeared to be color-coded uh, by Bridge of the names of important figures who had gone missing in the different universes. So, Red Sky, Cyan Charlotte, Green Sky, Red Ava, Blue Sky, and Blue Clara. Um, and Ava and Clara are, Ava was like the girl who's missing in our world, Jejun Institute, and Clara is the girl who's missing in Dispatches from Elsewhere. Okay. So I now um, have six nickels? Yes. Okay. Um. Well, you have four, because two of the skies haven't gone missing. They've just, like, connected with Blue Sky while she was missing. Okay, okay. I'm going to um, be able to host this show by the time we're done with this one. <laughs> two new products were also added to the Crystal page. Uh, one was Royal Elixir Affinity Light Juice, Real Juice. Okay. We're uh, spectacular organic now. Yeah, which is a juice made from the highest quality honey in any dimension. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> the description Every arg just becomes spectacular organic at some yeah. point. Every arg becomes juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the product description says, seek the truth, find your center, give up ragtime and smooth jazz, join the collective, bring color back into your life, be one with your highest self for the good of all. Hell yeah. Uh, there's also a product called the Containment Impenetrable Butterfly Tessellatrix. Superior containment. Learning from mistakes is a part of life. Here at Crystal, we believe this to be true. So in humility, we have returned to the drawing board and come out the other side of our chapel perilous dazzling with new ideas. Now we present to you the Containment Impenetrable Butterfly Tessellatrix. The Tessellatrix is a flat spheroid or toroid structure formed by a swarm of butterfly surveillance drones at a moment's notice wherever needed. The drones are capable of repelling not only killer zorch bees, but even mur murder hornets or any flying arthropod, wasp woman accepted. Just, accept the just activate the blue swarm by stating the past phrase, words without experience are meaningless. This creation <laughs> is in honor of and will be sent interdimensionally to aid Dr. Sky Burrells. Did it say to aid Dr. Sky Burrells? To aid Dr. Skyver. Oh, okay. I was like, Jesus, how many more bridges are we getting? <laughs> so we are now in the Cyan universe. Whoa. Uh, they, also added new, they also added new timelines of all of the different universes on the um, on the Crystal like timelines page. Okay. Red, green, blue, cyan, and zorch, right? Yes. So they got five total? Uh, no, zorch is... Wait. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are five. Okay. Yeah. Red, blue, red green, blue, yellow, cyan. Okay. And that's her. Do you think that they ran into three. an issue? Huh? <laughs> that's where we're going to pick up part do three. What issue do you think they ran into? <laughs> do you think they ran into an issue? So I was just thinking that they've got... So we've got red, blue, 
and green universe and then uh-huh. yellow and then uh-huh. do you think that they were like time to start adding more colors but they were like uh-oh if we do purple people are gonna just think it's a mix between red and blue but we've taken all three of the primary colors when it comes to light or all three of the primary colors when it comes to like paint because there's a difference i don't like that's why it's rgb for lights but rg or rby for i guess non lights just like physical color stuff do you think that's why they were just I, like shit we gotta go light blue i mean now that you, you kind of run it, out of colors that stand on their own right yeah now that you mention it i am kind of thinking that i mean they did green which is yellow and blue combined but they introduced green before yellow right so i yeah i think i i, I kind of see your reasoning as to why they wouldn't have done purple I'm just kind of, I'm curious, because I was thinking cyan's a weird color to introduce, because I feel like cyan is just, this is, hi, this is Andrew's extremely nitpicky corner that doesn't matter, but like, cyan is just like light blue, like it, as as a guy that's colorblind, that's just blue to me, um, and so like, but I'm, I was, so I was trying to think what else would you make, but then I realized that all the other colors just kind of feel like you're trying to blend two together, so I don't know, I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. We'll pick up with the newly established Cyan universe next time. Yeah. Knock on wood, we get to learn new, new stuff. I will say, I do yeah. think that the break has, uh, the break is long enough that I forgot this episode. So I think I was able to react to things pretty well. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I was like, yes, Marn, move along. Like, yes, we've been here before. So I think I, I'm curious to see where this one goes next. Me too. Because I sure don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hell yeah. Uh, In that case, do you want to look at some recommendations before we head off for the night? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, What would you like to recommend today? Oh, boy. Um, I, I I was trying to remember what my original my original recommendation for the episode that got lost was I fully don't remember, which is sad because I'm sure it was something very cool and good. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think I'll scroll up and see if I, uh, caught, if I caught anything. Oh, okay, that's a good inscription. Idea, I, I'm so mad that like the week after our inscription episode came out, they fucking announced another inscription arc. I I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't I can't find our recommendations now. So, uh, Marn, what do you have to recommend this week? Um, I'm I'm still reading. I'm doing my my Goodreads book challenge to read twenty books this year, and I am halfway done. So I might bump the challenge up to thirty books. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, add a couple more to that pile, Marn. Um, You're just going to hit, like, <laughs> April 4th and be like, I'm finally done reading. I don't have to do any more books this year. Thank God. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When you work at a library, it's pretty easy to borrow books. I'm not sure if you knew this, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at a uh, used DVD store where we were allowed to borrow movies and bring them back. So I feel you. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I think... I think I might have recommended a T. Kingfisher book on the last episode we recorded, or the one before this. Um, I just read another one that I really enjoyed, so I'm just I'm gonna recommend it. Um, 
The Hollow Places is a Pete Kingfisher book about a woman in her 30s who gets divorced and, like, goes to live with her uncle who runs this, like, curiosity museum out of his house. And she finds a weird hole in the wall while she's, like, helping take care of this museum uh, that leads to a dimension that is like a hub for like doors to other universes okay um and it is a horror novel and that is all i will say about it because it went to places i didn't expect and i'm still thinking about it after like more than 12 hours after i finished it hell yeah <laughs> Uh, and I think that I'm gonna think about it for a while. It's very good. It's a little bit, and it acknowledges it like textually that it is a little bit of just like, what if the Chronicles of Narnia was fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! It's kind, of, it's kind of like what if uh, Jeff Vandermeer, who wrote Annihilation, wrote like a Chronicles of Narnia story. Okay interesting it's really good <laughs> i enjoyed it um my other recommendation is go watch peacemaker because it just ended and it's really good was it good it fucking rules okay yeah john cena and danielle brooks deserve emmys for i show. really i really like john cena which is something i didn't think i would feel like i feel like if you asked me to like i don't know i i I'm surprised at how much I enjoy John Cena as an actor. Yeah. Uh, he fucking knocks it out of the park in Peacemaker. Hell yeah. Like, he is so good in it. He shouldn't be allowed to be as funny as he is. Alyssa and I have this theory that um, the reason that he's so good in Peacemaker specifically is because he, like, fully commits to it being a very goofy concept and show and like i i mean my my theory is that peacemaker is so good because all of the actors like fully commit to the goofiness of what is happening and it's not like a marvel show where like everyone is constantly like quipping and like rolling their eyes at the concept it's just like no this is a dc comics show and like there are aliens in it and they're like an aquaman is real and like nobody is is gonna like make fun of the fact that like this is the world that this takes place in no one's gonna laugh at the name otto octavius even though their yeah, name exactly. is fucking peter parker uh-huh <laughs> okay i don't it's, know why it's... that made me really angry watching a movie recently Stephen no, Strange is going to team so up good. with Peter Parker and look at Otto Octavius and say, you got a weird name, bud. <laughs> I'm going to watch No Way Home. I've been waiting for it to come out on uh, on digital so I can just like pirate a, a nice HD version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish but I'd yeah, done that I... instead of seeing it at a drive-in. Sorry. Oh, Go yeah, ahead. yeah. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> I cannot even imagine watching a Marvel movie at a drive-in theater. It was so dark, all the action. And yep. I, you know, fuck it. It's been out for months. Spoiler alert for No Way Home. The movie's got three different guys with the same costume in it. So I was just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> One of the Spider-Men just did something to the other Spider-Man. And they punched someone. 
<laughs> and I don't know exactly what's going on, but that's also probably fine. So. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I tried to watch, like, the Lego movie at a drive-in once, and even that was a little bit much. <laughs> I could imagine seeing, like, a bright, shiny animated film. But, like, don't ask me to see people lit darkly so that they can, like, mm-hmm. CGI everything over top of it. It does not work. Yeah. Oh, the other thing about Peacemaker is that, like, it does have CGI in it, but, like, you buy it because all of the actors are committing so hard. You will cry yeah. about John Cena hugging a CGI eagle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I need to check so this out. Good. It's so good, Andrew. Um, it also has stuff that reminded me of Slither, which is my favorite James Gunn movie. Okay. I like, get, I get that's my favorite Gunn movie. and Raimi <laughs> mixed up sometimes. But hell yeah. Um, yeah, Slither is a little bit Sam Raimi-ish, I would say, <laughs> as well. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds like it rules. I will. It's it's been tentatively on my list, but knowing that so many people I like enjoyed it, I mm-hmm. it's going on my list for real. Because I liked the Suicide Squad movie, so yeah, the Suicide Squad movie was great. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Uh, my recommendation this week. Um, I've been playing the same video game everyone else is playing. Elden Ring rules. Uh. <laughs> If you like Dark Souls games or open world games, check it out. My actual recommendation is uh, Uppercut, the video game crit website uh, that I, uh, A, I recently got to write for, which is really cool. Uh, but B, um, just I just genuinely really like their work and the things that they do. Um, they are currently doing a Kickstarter right now to fund their freelancer pitches uh, through 2022, um, which is really cool to see and they're trying to do that up front so uh if you like cool games criticism if you like hearing uh diverse and interesting voices talk about things that are new and endemic in the industry um you should definitely check out uppercut and maybe help them pitch or help a pitch to them if you're a writer but b help them fund their pitches for this next year uh because they're a small outlet and a little bit goes a long way so um I'm really excited to see what they put out this year. I know that I recommended them recently, but nowadays it's a bit timelier. So definitely check them out if you like video, good video game writing and maybe consider tossing something their way. Yeah, you should go throw your money at them. I wrote an article for them a couple of years ago on Ben Drowned. Yeah, and I just wrote one about Inscription. So hey. read our stuff too so that they may let us write more cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. On that note, if you want to find us outside of Uppercut, you can do so. Uh, We're on Twitter together at Argonauts. Martin, why am I doing the outro? We're in Zorch. Yeah, we're on Twitter together at Argonauts Pod. Uh, You can also find us at ArgonautsPod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If you would like to contact us outside of that, you can contact us at ArgonautsPod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon.com slash Argonauts podcast or Patreon.com if you want to make Andrew's mistakes. Uh, if you want to toss a little bit of money at us, get early episodes, uh, help us run our, our little podcast. 
You can find me personally on Twitter at Corp Survivors. You can find me at Co-host Sherms. And I think that's going to do it for us. So until next time, that's ARGS, baby. All the dude is just lying in the sand. Find a one you really want and think about him. Right wild sub just as long as you can stand. And take it back on to the beach and stomp on with the band. I surf Malibu, I got four pretty soon. Surfing on a planet short. I ride a 30 foot curl on the edge of the moon. Surfing on a planet short. But you can't get a free suntan anywhere. Hey DJ, give me a Home Depot style beat. Hey Riley. Yeah, Andrew. What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking podcast where I call my grandma Jane and explain to her the plot of an anime. Podcast titled Don't Listen to My Dad. A Lin Manuel Miranda Epic Rap Battles of Mystery podcast. What if we call it The Podcast Minds? There but for the grace of pod go we. And it comes out every Friday. <laughs> Riley, I want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons here. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.